Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, in the place to be on this special delivery episode of Fan Bros. That's right, Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek, is here bringing you the special delivery episode where we cover the latest in TV, all the great shows that you're watching as the spring turns to summer and Game of Thrones comes to an almost end. It's almost over. Yeah. Well, How you doing, Kim Sonian? What I'm, you doing, sir? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Thanks, Ben. Um, welcome back to the spaceship on the special delivery spaceship. Yeah, I know. I, I left out for a week. The master of arms took over the so, captain's chair. Yeah, that's welcome, right. Chico Leo. Back to the spaceship. Good job, guys. Thank y'all for holding it down. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. But, you know, like I said before, this week is special delivery, and we have the next to last episode of, what is this, the fourth season of Game of Thrones? It's fourth season of Game of Thrones. Uh, Show is barreling forward uh, in the lexicon of the books, and apparently this season was the most divergent from the books, apparently. Most definitely. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of book readers. Once again, no book spoilers. Thanks to all y'all for not telling me what's going to happen next. And what's the name of this episode, Kim Sonian? So uh, this episode is called The Watchers on the Wall, which basically explains why the episode just stuck to one story for the entire episode. And I was actually kind of shocked that they devoted an entire episode to this, um, basically this whole battle that went down. I call it uh, Helm's Deep Light uh, for all you Lord of the Rings fans out there. Uh, mm-hmm. In the two towers, when um, the Urukai are besieging Helm's Deep, and uh, it's one of the most awesome fight sequences on celluloid. But uh, anyway, um, I never I, I like the Helm's Deep one, but I like the first battle and the last battle more than Helm's Deep, though. But that's an argument for another episode <laughs> of Fan Bro Show. On this episode, yeah, we had the whole episode of Game of Thrones, like you said before, being taken up by. The fight on the wall, man. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that either. I expected, you know, some cutbacks to see what was going on with Tyrion, et cetera, et cetera. And we got none of that. We got a whole episode of brutal death and violence. And uh, which actually kicked in pretty late into the episode, like 15 minutes in. You know, uh, the first 15 minutes are kind of slow and we don't really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden we just kick in the high gear. And I basically for the next 40 change minutes, you know, we're in battle mode. And uh, we get to see all aspects of what's going on between the wildlings and basically the saga of Jon Snow. So uh, I kind of dug it, man. I also read online that this is apparently the most expensive episode that they've ever made due to the special effects. And it's as big as TV can get. Oh, I mean, I believe it. We had two giants and a woolly mammoth. (laughs) I I dug the giants, man. I I had to say I thought thought they were done pretty good. And then the woolly mammoths and yeah. You know, I, I had to step back for a second and, you know, tilt my head. I was like, okay, you guys are bringing yeah, no, it. D- yeah, definitely well done. We also got a return of a dire wolf for a couple shots. So, yeah, there was some special effects going on in this one. I, I really like the Giants. So, like you said, I like how they made them 
relatable, even though we're, they were giants. Like when the one got killed, you know, the other one was like, oh, you know, and <laughs> had to go for his on the solo mission, and you know, didn't yeah, end that well for him either. But yeah, it was definitely a you know episode full of fighting and not much else other than like you said, you know, the beginning. I mean, they were still. It's a lot of characters who you care about, but honestly, I can't remember any of their names. You know, who, <laughs> so, who caught bad ones in this one? The 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 one thing that I I kind of felt that was going to happen that kind of did happen. And anytime you have these battles or you know these war movies, you always have the guy who's shy or scared who then turns into like you know the very courageous uh, soldier. You know, he finds heart somewhere in the midst of the battle, and uh, definitely Sam. Uh, aka not built for this uh, showed himself to be uh you know a brave warrior where i felt like he, he you know at first he doesn't seem like he's gonna be anything of any import but then he uh turns out to be pretty uh i guess crucial. pretty yeah, yeah brave crucial whatever i guess has heart you know what i mean yeah, and definitely. but i also like you know that he had the moment with his boy you know when he catches the bad one and, you know, he has to console him on the way into the next world. <laughs> and, yeah, speaking of bad ones, uh, Jon Snow, you know, he managed to avoid the ultimate bad one. But at the same time, you know, caught that heartbreaking bad one. Oh, yeah. Well, Ygritte got it in the uh, in the back. Yeah. I mean, no spoiler alert there, right, Kimsonian? No, thanks. no. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, listen, if you saw the episode, you know, I mean, you shouldn't be listening to this if you didn't watch the episode. And you're already like 10 minutes in. So yeah, exactly. But yeah, John John Snow's wildling uh, side piece got it in the back. So oh, why she got to be a side piece though? That's disrespectful to their love, man. They were, you know, that was his one and only. That's no side piece. He had nothing else. He never even, you know, he knew nothing. John Snow. He had that. I, ca- I, thought, he, I have to say, I thought that was a little much. That that's her final line. I'm I was, not sure I, if that's I, in the book, but it, that was like really. <laughs> I'm I'm actually with you on this one, man. I was really finding myself rolling my eyes, like all of a sudden it's. Romeo and Juliet in the middle of, you know, the north, and I kind of felt like I don't know if the battlefield is the best place for that to go down. Definitely, I felt like there was somebody should have given Jon Snow an axe to the back of the head while he was sitting there mourning her. But you know, I guess you know they had to have their little cute little moment. But yeah, R.I.P. to Egret, Egret, yeah, Egret. Yeah, I definitely messed with her character, man. She was a tough little, you know, tough as nails little woman there. And she's a redhead, and you like redheads, man. Hey, you know, hey, hey, it happens. Jean Grey and the rest. <laughs> so, uh, anything else for this episode? Like, you know, there was not much else other than that. Uh, I do like the uh, the idea at the end, that giant that uh, got killed at the end in the tunnel. Um, and I, I like that we saw the resolution of that. I know they couldn't actually show that fight because it would have been way more expensive Mm -hmm. to show this, uh, giant fighting five men, but I do like the way they resolved it. And, uh, you know, basically those five guys saved all of the wall. And, uh, now that Jon Snow is off to his next adventure, it was a nice way to end the episode. I thought most definitely, most definitely. So yeah, one more episode, man, a lot to tie up before this season's over. Game of Thrones definitely been a really good season. We'll definitely be talking more on this next week as we, you know, finish up the fourth season. But, you know, we have a few other shows that we've been peeping lately. Uh, which one are you talking about right now, Kim Sonian? What I, you been feeling? You know, I'm still on this Penny Dreadful kick. I got to say, every episode. Yeah, well, okay. So the thing about it is, and I can hear it in your voice already, Ben, but... Uh, 
Tonight, I'm starting to agree with Chico Leo on this. <laughs> well, the latest episode is called Closer Than Sisters. And basically, it's uh, a.k.a. the origin of Vanessa. If this is anything, you know, this is this the... This like the evil Super Friends episode. It, this is the evils. This is the bizarro Super Friends episode. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like... Um, and, but what was interesting, I think, for me, was that I I know from before, I think I mentioned this on Special Delivery, is that everybody's got all these secrets, and then all of a sudden we're going to see these secrets revealed. The important thing is how you reveal these secrets coming from a writer's perspective or, I guess, the structure of the series. How you reveal these things makes it exciting. Here they just lumped it all into one episode, and I don't know if that was the best idea. This was, like, the longest origin story. And, like, our partner Chico Leo says, and I have to start agreeing with him, agreeing with him is that the show takes itself a little bit too seriously mm. it's you know it's a little too dreadful and dreary for me at this point you know and i get that these are all broken flawed characters but the fact that you know we had to see so much of their broken flawedness is just all right you know these are not the guys you want to root for anymore i guess you're rooting for them to get out of these horrible circumstances that they've been put into but man and and then the other thing is my biggest gripe is we're four episodes in and we're still really not on the journey that we set out on the first episode. Oh, and, no, not at all. And, I mean, it, yeah. they kind of hinted at that, though, when, you know, in an earlier episode when the daughter, you know, when Vanessa or whatnot screamed on, you know, um, Timothy Dalton's character and said, you're never going to Africa. And I think that's kind of the thing is like, you know, these guys are going in circles. Oh, that might be interesting how to to see how that plays out. I just feel like I'm I'm being held back. I'm you know I'm at the starting line. Um, you know, no shouts to a California Chrome, but you know it's like, you know I, I want to get on this adventure already. I want to keep it moving. Let's let's go after some Draculas, some mummies, some werewolves. Let's see how it pops. So I'm f- hoping that this episode took care of all these loose ends. Finally, we have some answers. I don't know if I like the way they kind of brought them up, but let's move on with the story. Let's get to chasing some monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like you said, this episode definitely, you know, put shed a lot of light on the character's history, at least two of the cast. I, I'm, in fact, I want to stop and make a big point about this. I really tuned in to Penny Dreadful at first just because, you know, it looked slightly interesting and they had some cool posters for it. And one of the posters featured the black dude. Some Bene, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. manservant yeah. or whatnot, yeah. And my man has gotten little to no shine. His most exciting moment so far has been breaking a little kitten's neck. Like, come on, uh, yeah. Showtime, get yeah. it together. You know, like if you're gonna give him a poster with his name on it, show him. You know, where is his backstory? Yeah, are we I, gonna get a whole episode dedicated to him in the future? I, you know, I really doubt that they'll dedicate a whole episode to him. I, although I never thought they would dedicate a whole episode to Vanessa. Or Jon Snow, to be honest. So who knows what's <laughs> happening with these writers. Um, you know, I'm rocking with the series. I still think it's one of the most beautifully shot TV shows ever. Yes. It's really pretty. Um, Evergreen is doing a great job of holding it down. She's, you know, this is her exorcist, uh, you know, tribute this episode especially. But Oh, no, definitely. Is it Eva Green? Uh, Eva, Eva, yeah, Eva Green, yeah, okay. yeah, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. big up to her because she has definitely put in work on this show. I definitely think she's carrying the load as far as acting goes on the show. She's, you know, doing excellent work all around. So yeah, yeah, she's. I definitely want to recommend her performance. She's definitely stretching it out on that. Um, 
And, uh, you know, maybe that's a great segue to go into Orphan Black because speaking of another woman who is uh, killing it as far as role-playing, you know, your girl... uh, uh, Tatiana Maslany. Maslany, yeah. Maslany. We're getting closer. Closer she, every time. She's been killing it on Orphan Black, man. She's uh, every week. It you know her talents continue to shine. Yeah. Um. So you know. So in, on this week's episode, which is basically called "Variable and Full of Perturbation." Again, I don't know where they're getting these references from. So I'm sure I could Google it and find it, but. They, they love to pull these uh, obscure titles. Um, we are introduced to a new clone, Ben. What did you think about that? Tony, the um, trans clone with a mullet and a slight beard. Yeah, it was kind of weird to see her. H- how did you feel about that makeup job? I didn't think it was too bad. I thought she definitely looked, you know, mannish. The hair, it's tough to conceal. And they went with the mullet, but it's like she had like the extra long mullet, so she still looked kind of feminine right. in that aspect. With this like little Wolverine type right. beard going on, you know, like little scruffalophagus. <laughs> um, right, right. I think her acting carried it. That's what I'll say. I don't think the makeup job carried it. I think her acting, is, as usual, was tearing that one. Yeah, actually, it took me a second to dive into it, but like you said, her acting. Uh, Drew me in and a big reveal. Obviously, last episode, um, the doctor was killed by accident. And then uh, here we have this new clone who is being introduced and part of the fold. And then we end the episode with Cosima on the floor in convulsions. Yes, yes. So and um, before that, we also had Donnie and Allison having their heart to heart moment. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, nah. No, I mean, I know you're an Allison fan. I'm not so much of an Allison fan, and uh, I feel that's like to me, it's almost like a comedy. Like it's kind of one of those things. Oh, we killed somebody. How do we hide the body and let's trip over each true, other as true. we do it? I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I wasn't really too on that. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, you know, it's part of the storyline, so they got to cover it for sure. Yep, definitely. There was also another big reveal, aside from the fact, because, you know, the reveal of um, Tony, the new clone, was trying to foreshadow when uh, the father of the clones revealed that, you know, he didn't know how many different places was making these clones. So there could be hundreds, if not thousands of them out there at this point. So we're going to see more and more as the show progresses, I'm sure. But the other big reveal of the show that we have to cover is that it seems the clones, even though I think this was kind of already foreshadowed as well, but it seems that the clones have, were designed not to reproduce. And her actually being able to have babies is an anomaly. Uh, uh, I definitely butchered that one. It's yeah. the exception to the rule. There we go. Right, right, right. Which I thought was, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, though, I, I think that was always the case. Yeah, I kind of figured that when he also was talking about why they made them, and he said for a proof of cons- uh of concept to say that you know they could do it basically so when he said that i figured that they would be made sterile just because you know you wouldn't want them creating more babies all you wanted to do is prove you could make that loan right and then the other thing is that her her also not being sick which is like one of the the traits of these clones is that they have that uh i don't know lifespan yeah limited lifespan and they just kind of deteriorate they have that uh what is it the law it's not tuberculosis but some kind of polyps on their lungs or breathing or something like that. But, uh, yeah. um, so yeah, it, it, 
again, I think the story still revolves around the fact that Kira was born, and you know, it's basically Rachel versus Kira, and we'll find out how all these things happen in between, uh, how that stuff plays out. Definitely. Also, once again, yeah, big shout out to Tatiana for killing the show because I love her portrayal of Rachel. I've loved it from the very first she came on the show, and it's only gotten better and better. And even though when she first came on, I was like, oh, my God, another clone. But, you know, now she's made her into a character that, you know, all of her own. So it's working. Uh, what, what clone do you think they're going to introduce next? <laughs> oh, my God. Who knows, right? A black one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is blackface the next, the next oh, move? Oh, God. They got to do that right. Please but I, don't, I don't know, do though, that. because the clones, right, it's all genetic. So I don't think they can do that. Um, unless yeah. they start introducing, like, other than that type of clone and then you can go anywhere but yes i don't think they're gonna put tatiana in a mr t outfit anytime soon so. <laughs> well i think that's a perfect way as any to wrap up this episode of special delivery <laughs> i hope you all have enjoyed it like we say one more week of game of thrones wrapping up soon so we'll be back right here next week for the, the you know Last episode of Game of Thrones of this season. Man, season finale. Sweet. Man. Yeah, we, man. What are we going to do? What are we going to pick up after this? Well, you know, True Blood's returning. It's summertime, Yeah, baby. True Blood's Time coming. But it. you know, uh, Holly Berry and Exton is coming soon in July. Um, mm. So, you know, she goes up to space and comes back pregnant. I don't know what that's about. We got to see. Yeah, definitely. Also, that uh, the show that kind of looks like a better resurrection coming to HBO. The Leftovers is coming in July. Yep, yep. Damon Lindelof and uh, Peter Berg's show. We'll see. Yeah, is that Resurrected Light? I don't know. Let's check it out. Yep, most definitely. Well, thank you, Kimsonian. Thank you, Ben. Shout out to the, shout out to the rest of the fan bros out there. Shout out to everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. And God bless you and good night. Peace. <laughs>